podcast number 15 of the bonus podcast. Woo! I am here this afternoon with my uh, podcast associates. I won't say friends this time. <laughs> no, we are associates. <laughs> Brandy Bradshaw. I'm always waiting for that. Hi, hi. Waiting for how we're going to define you. Yeah, how you're going to, yeah, what you're going to say. Friends, podcast associates today. <laughs> That's very formal. Mm, yeah, it's very formal. Yeah. We're growing up in this corporate world of podcasting. <laughs> podcast <laughs> associates. I'll give you a pin. Yeah, don't, <laughs> we should be wearing blazers. <laughs> and? Who else? Oh. <laughs> Who else is here with me? Oh, yeah, you introduced her. You oh. didn't introduce her. I'm Thalia. <laughs> Last week on this Thursday, we didn't podcast because it was Brandy's birthday, and so Woo! she was too busy celebrating all her birthday things. Yeah, yes. birthday. I love my birthday. And she got to preach on her birthday. Yes. So good. Best birthday present. Speaking to the youth. I'm so about... looking forward to hearing that one. Oh, dear. Oh, we get to hear that one? Well, you recorded yes, it, right? it's Ooh. recorded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to hear that. Sermon review. Okay, here we go. <laughs> It'll be fine. It was amazing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Literally, you will be. Yes. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? speaking are asking for our input so that we can decide which topics we want to hear. Well, so we can suggest them. We can suggest them. They will decide. Yeah. And they're going to narrow it down to 12, and then we can vote as a congregation. So what you can do is you can go to the northview.org first like page of the website, and you can press on the You Ask For It button, and you can go and read what people have put in so far. Yeah, a lot of interesting that, so topics. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And you can suggest your own. Yeah. And don't suggest ones that we just did series on. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, and they said we that if they don't that. choose it, they could put it on a podcast. Oh. And they may lump some together if they kind yeah. of seem like a similar idea or yeah. that they would work together well. Yeah. So it's not a guarantee that we'll no. get our topics out there. But it's a fun option. It is a great option. If there's something that's always yeah. plagued you or you've always wondered yeah. about Our family has already put in our own requests. Oh, yeah. are you going to tell us what it is? Yeah, I did biblical view of divorce and remarriage. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Not ma- remarriage, just marriage. Yeah. And Carter put one in on the state of Israel because oh. it was why is it God's chosen people mm. at the beginning mm-hmm. and how should we view Israel now? Mm. That would be a good one. Yeah. Lots of people have different opinions on that one. Yeah, yeah for we sure. We might get some emails after yeah. serving yeah. on that one. Oh, <laughs> fun. Yeah. And Brandy, you got some uh, options or suggestions for our podcast. Yeah, so yeah. We got an email uh, at the bonus at northview.org because we were always begging and asking for you guys to email us and and share your topic suggestions with us. So we got uh, a topic suggestion on the Christian bubble Mm -hmm. and uh, what that is and should we exist in it, should we not. And so we're going to continue to discuss that. But just a good reminder to all of our listeners out there that if you have topic suggestions, Coming up, we are planning our summer and sort of looking at next year for podcast topics and series. So if you are got one just itching in your brain there that you want to share with us and you want us to discuss, um, yeah, send your topic suggestions to bonus at northview.org. Crystal, you had some stats on how many people listen. Yeah, we've been bugging uh, Daryl to try and get some numbers for that. So we haven't got them for the last month, but I know in March we had 250 people 
um, at least that registered through the website that listened. So that was encouraging for us. Well done, Good listeners. Job. Yay! So we need your input so that you'll yeah. stay listeners. That's right. <laughs> and if there's someone even that you would want us to interview, uh, oh, yeah. someone from the staff or something that you would like to hear from, or even Ooh. within the community, tell us that could be... Or That'd even questions like directed directly towards us. I mean, like dear Brandy, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I would like your opinion on. <laughs> I am. I am. You, you know, I am free to give. Abby yeah, I'm that. free to give my opinion on yeah. all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own little segment. Rather yeah. Than did you if know, you'd like to the... send me a picture of your outfit for a special <laughs> event and let me, you know, give you my opinion on it, I would totally do that. <laughs> Instagram your breakfast, and uh, I'll tell you. It's hard to describe that on air. <laughs> That's then true. Then we have to have a TV show. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, today, our topic is one that we chose, not one that you asked for, but it's something <laughs> that has come up in our ministry and uh, just in society. Perpetual adolescence. Um, that's what we want to talk about for the next 25 minutes or so. Uh, how would you define perpetual adolescence? Randy. Uh, it is a, basically it's the stage of life where people are remaining in youth. So they are not maturing, not graduating, transitioning into adulthood, meaning they're playing video games all night long and all day long. They're not looking for a career or higher education. They're fine to be in a low paying, low demanding job, no stress, no nothing, no responsibilities. Or even living, not having a job. Yeah, not having a job, yeah. parents' basement, and like the job that they do have is the money's not going for future things, it's to live the good life now, yeah. day in and day out. Um, it's a, it's a complete resistance to taking on any sort of responsibility. And, um, even more so, it almost gets people into a state of anxiety that they don't want to move on. Mm -hmm. There's so much anxiety yeah. today with, or yeah, fear of failure, fear yeah. of just like everything's been done for me so far. Well, yeah. why would I leave this comfortable nest of awesomeness? Right. <laughs> So that's well, kind of the idea surrounding perpetual yeah. adolescence. And then I see pieces of it. Yeah. Okay. So I see pieces of people who have gotten married and sort of done that part of growing up, mm. but then they don't necessarily want to have the role of husband or wife. So they don't necessarily want to go grocery shopping, do dishes, make meals, because that's not fun. So they don't. And so that's hard then for a marriage. And how do you keep that marriage together? Because yeah. it's not a team. It's not cooperation. And then if you, some of them have little children and little children are great. Babies are wonderful. But they want to play with that child all the time. And they don't want to do the house chores and the yard chores that need to be done. They just want to play with their child. Or even and discipline the yeah, child. Or, or, yeah, yeah, or discipline. So all of that's good. Playing with your child is great. But it becomes a problem when the other things don't get done and it's, you know, kind of slides. Yep. Yeah, so there's different, I would say there's like pieces of that yeah. in some people. And then there's, but then there's people who are fully in that stage yeah of not just... of, of zero responsibility yeah basically yeah zero maturity but at the same time I was saying for this topic I want to do a disclaimer before we get into talking about it because I'm a total like crazy person like I love to do things that don't make sense and that are stupid and 
you know, like, I mean, I think some of what makes people good parents and good dads is, especially on the dads, I'm going to go yeah. especially on the dads front, where the moms are always like, oh my goodness, don't do that. That's so freaky. Why would you do that with your kid? And then it's like, no, that's awesome. You should totally do crazy flips on the trampoline with your kids because that's super cool. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're still a big kid. And so there's a difference between like enjoying life and being crazy and sometimes sometimes doing stupid things in that like in that realm, like with your kids or with, you know, like, yeah, I don't know, just doing some crazy things. Uh, I'll probably be a kid. But not 24-7, all week long, yes. all month long, into but, the year. Yes. Yeah, it's a time. It's a time-limited yeah. thing. And then you go back to mowing the lawn and doing your, going to your job and for sure. carrying on with life. For sure. Or like for me, it's just like it's part of my, there's a part of my personality that is just goofy and yeah. it's just... And so we're not talking about those kind no, of people. No. no, we're talking about people that just yeah. don't ever want to move past right. like, onto yeah. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You are holding down a steady job, Randy. So. I am holding down <laughs> yes. a steady job. I have some RSPs, and uh, my <laughs> investment car. portfolio is yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's important to, yeah, to define what we are talking about, what we aren't. Yeah. So where does this trend come from? Is this something that has been around since Jesus' time? Or <laughs> <laughs> is it in the Bible as this is an issue we need to deal with? Or what? Where does it come from? It's pretty funny because in working in youth ministry, a lot of people are, you know, like kids will be like, where does it talk about Jesus as a teenager? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah it doesn't really. Yeah. <laughs> because, and yeah, because the concept of teenager, the concept of adolescence is actually a newer concept. It's not something mm -hmm. that um, was around before really um, the 1900s. Even, even like the 1900s is still kind of pushing it, but um, a quick history on on adolescence and I've talked with my youth leaders about this a lot is that you kind of had this end of child labor in and around the 1900s so children were a part of the workforce that was sort of a natural industrial mm -hmm. revolution yep. like that was part of of society and culture then like you're a child you're going to be a part of this workforce but then that was deemed not good mm -hmm. <laughs> and so child labor ended and you had these kids sort of running around with nothing to do they weren't really offering anything to society but as that kind of went in, then you started to get also the uh, First World War came in. And, um, and, and so then they were shipped off to be fighting in the war. But then after the world, First World War, now you really had this adolescence coming into its own. You had the 1920s. You had like the, you know, the swing kids and the flappers. And you started to develop this young social group. It started to develop where these kids weren't at war. They weren't working. So what are they doing? And you kind of got this start of this rebellion in culture. Um, and then, of course, the Second World War came by. So then you had another where that kind of died out a little bit because Second World War now was shipping you off to war again. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, you get this even more of that rebellion. And a lot of that was more a little bit more North American where they were mad that the adults sent them off to war, basically. Like, this was your decision, your war, and we, you, we had to go and fight your fight for you. You made these horrible decisions. So that's where you start to get this history of we know better because we're young people and mm -hmm. we're mad at you adults for your decisions that made us have to do this. Mm. And so then that's where you get this cultural paradigm shift of now teenagers are not only just this group of social, this social group of people that have nothing to do with their time. They're now actually a, a group that has got a voice and wants to say something. They want to change the world. They want to say, we can do things better because we're younger. 
And that kind of has perpetually now gone through our paradigm shift of, of adolescence. It's always been, there's always this stage, a stage of rebellion with it and a stage of I can do life better than the adults. And that generation gap from post post-World War II has just sort of continued that the difference between an adult and a teenager is just, it copies itself every year, right? Every generation that goes through, like, you forget what it was like to be a teenager, and then you're an adult, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you like your teenagers, <laughs> wasting time and doing all kinds of things and rebellious. And But a huge part of it is also, with adolescence, is also this consumerism that came out, right? right. So you had this post-war and all the, you know, the guys and stuff are off. So it's actually pretty focused on the female that all of a sudden there was female magazines coming out and young girls and these, you know, victory, the victory girls, the bomb girls and all that stuff. They started to see that these girls are working, but without families and have this indispensable income. And so all of a sudden this huge move of marketing towards teenagers and specifically teen women um, became huge and is a huge now part of that adolescence and that history of adolescence that now especially our teens and we see it nowadays right where they have an indispensable income with no responsibilities and yeah. so they can spend it on themselves yeah. and, on, and you can tell all the movies that come out yeah. are geared towards yeah. Yeah. Make, taking advantage of that and, yeah. and the idolization of youth totally a, yeah. within media and within yeah. like, the youth are always yeah and that's the prime of your life then mm -hmm. it has become that the youth is where everything good happens. And so why would you, so now why would you ever want to leave that? This is the good stuff. That's the good life. What um, about people who experience hardship too and then don't want their kids to have that? Do you yeah. think that's part of it? Like oh, for sure. People that went through the depression or threat For sure. So they've gone through tough times themselves, which has brought them to maturity, but they, there's parts of that they don't want. Yep. And for their kids, and so they yeah. try to protect them, have them in this little bubble, try and keep them safe, yeah. and then... And what give is them that? more opportunities than we had. Yeah. You know, give them more classes and sports and everything good that we didn't have. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no such thing as traveling in high school when I was in high school. There weren't stores that you could, for teenagers, where you could buy your own teenager clothes. No. Like, I don't remember anything like that. Right. Yeah, like the, the Forever 21. <laughs> yeah, Sears store. is totally... Yeah. Get yeah. The, the Sears catalog no comes in the mail. Maybe. What pants do you want this year exactly. for school? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There was nothing catered. No. So even mm. when I was a teenager, that's so I'm early 40s. And that's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, just... Nothing catered for us. There weren't teen no. books. No. There weren't teen movies. There weren't teen clothes. Mm. Yeah. There wasn't even like Claire's and Ardine. Like none of those existed when we were that age. Yeah. And so that's perpetuated a large sense of entitlement that comes yeah. in the teenage world of um, I deserve it. Um, one thing that, yeah, with the with that baby boomers of giving things that I worked, you know, I had to work so hard to get what I got. I don't want you to have to suffer through that or work that hard. I want to yeah. be able to provide for my kids. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you everything you didn't have. But then they end up with reward without work. And this is sort of my hashtag. I said it in the note, in our notes here. Yeah. That reward, <laughs> yeah, it's my copyright. Reward <laughs> without work creates entitlement. Yeah. And it does, and that, and that's what we're seeing is like, it's like, oh, how come my kid is so like, you know, they're not grateful or they're not like, they think everything's about them. And it's like, well, <laughs> do <laughs> they, you know, are they it? working for the things that, you know, you are providing for them or you are giving to them or are they so overwhelmed in reward that there is no idea of work? None. <laughs> so you've touched on some of the problems with it. What are other mm -hmm. problems? Like why... Why would we tell somebody, well, you can't just play with your child 24 hours a day? What would yeah. be, what are the problems that come if we stay in that state? 
Well, I was thinking about this in terms of our church. Because if we stay perpetual adolescents, we really don't develop any church leadership. We don't have women table leaders. We don't have elders. We don't have men leading different groups or courses. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a real problem. No Sunday school teachers. teachers no. Yeah, like, Sunday school be, teachers. Yeah. There'd be no organization of any sort, no, right? No, Yeah. And why would anyone serve in the kitchen then? Because, you know, it's hard to serve in the kitchen. And may, for some people it's fun, I know, but some people it isn't fun. It's simply a service. But if you just want to play, maybe that's not what you want to do then. And, and that responsibility, like if I'm a teacher, I'm saying that, like, I know something or I'm, I'm responsible to actually work and prepare for that mm-hmm. class. And, and I, that would take time away from my life to do yeah. that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. How do we see it affecting some of the different demographics? Like if maybe it affects men differently than women, um, families in general, how do you see it impacting different groups of people? Well, it really affects marriages. So if women or men, if they don't rise to the challenge of becoming adults, then if one decides to play and just do their hobbies all the time and the other, because of nature of a family, takes on everything, then eventually the marriage disintegrates. We've seen that over and over because you can't have one person do all the household chores and the finances and the driving of the kids and the disciplining and one gets to play. That just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um seen people um, or talk to people, especially in maybe younger marriages, where, yeah, husband's taken off to play video games while mom is always putting the kids to bed or whatever, and it's sort of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what, what? <laughs> what kids are <laughs> It's going to, like, video games over putting your kids to bed? Yeah. Like, what are you, what's going on there? What's happening? <laughs> um, I think in, I've mentioned it in the, the media and culture class taught um, on the Wednesday mornings for women's ministry this this winter, I guess, yeah. January-ish, yeah. Um, that one of the biggest things has been how, like, technology and media and culture has shaped shaped this and shaped yeah. this perpetual adolescence, especially in the male role and the father role. Um, one of the biggest transitions you can see is from this idea of the show Father Knows Best. Now I'm stretching for people's memory. Yeah. <laughs> that was when TV was in black and white. <laughs> And um, and even just the image of Father's know, Father Knows Best, you see the image of the, the TV show. It's a dad in a suit sitting in the middle of the family room, and the kids are all around, and the wife is there. And there's this idea that, like, dad is in a suit, so he has a job, mm-hmm. he's a provider, and he's sort of a real big pillar in this family. Mm-hmm. He is a good centerpiece of the family. Now fast forward to a huge shift in, in our culture and look at The Simpsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge demographic of people watch The Simpsons. It's a major influential show in our culture. And now what do you have? You have Homer who is in a job that he's not skilled for. He hates working. He just wants to sleep, drink beer and donuts. Is not a good dad. Is treated as being stupid. He acts like a slob. He dresses acts like a, a slob. slob, dresses like a slob. Like, everything is opposite to what that is. And that's within 40 years. And that's within 40 years. And we wonder why there is this perpetual adolescence. We wonder why, even in that, especially in that male role and that father role, Mm -hmm. there isn't the step up. There isn't the, like, oh, what's happened to men? And why are they attracted to this perpetual adolescence? Well, what have they been, what are the images that they've been being fed? Like, these are the guys who grew up with Homer Simpson. And even not Homer Simpson, like I think that's a great one. But yeah. I, I watch family shows with my kids. They've kind of graduated past some of the family channel yeah. shows. But 
all these family channel shows, the dads are complete deadbeats. Yep. Like, and I keep, I think they hate it when I watch TV with them because I'm always ranting, don't you see? Yeah, totally. That dad. Yeah. He's an idiot. Yep. Our dad's supposed to be portrayed that way, right? But that, yeah. yeah. I guess from the littlest, you know. And add to that kind of um, our suburban living where we have less to do. Many families don't have, you know, we don't have farms. I mean, some listening will have farms. Yeah. But we don't have farms and barns and animals and fields and stuff like that. So there is a whole lot less to do at our houses. So there's a lot more free time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And with free time, it's easy to get caught in free time and get kind of lazy yep. and keep that going. Yep. No work ethics. No. And, I mean, that's happening. It's it's this perpetual adolescence has influenced even even into our into our schools, especially in our schools. And I think I've said it on here before, but, like, there's just so many ways that uh, celebrating mediocrity has yeah. um, perpetuated this this extended state of adolescence. That there is no failure anymore. There is no there is no healthy. I'm going to say healthy sense of shame. Yeah. Like where where it's like I better oh pull up my bootstraps right I better pull up my bootstraps yeah. yeah like oh I'm actually failing PE no no one fails PE it's okay everybody we don't pick teams anymore because people might feel bad about that or I know even just uh, on the university level I heard that you used to get like you would get kicked out and expelled from university if you were caught plagiarizing. And now they're like, ooh, maybe that's too extreme. So if you're caught plagiarizing, like if you've completely copied someone's paper or whatever, you're no longer expelled. You just get a chance to rewrite the paper without the plagiarism. Wow. So the, 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 there's, as much as we're doing, we're doing way more reward, yeah. no yeah. discipline, consequences. no consequences. Yeah. And we wonder why there's mm. this state of perpetual <laughs> adolescence. Why aren't you responsible? Well, what have we, what have we done? <laughs> Our society and culture in every way uh, is affected by this. Yeah, and we need leaders in our culture. We yes. need political leaders. We need uh, church, church leaders, leaders, work leaders, yeah. business yeah. leaders. And even just mentoring, like some of the examples that you've shared at different times about things people don't know about parenting and yeah. the ethic of work. How do they not know that? Like, is yeah. there nobody that's mentored them? And is there no other adults that they've seen parent? Is there no other, like, yeah. because we're isolated, we're not so much in community seeing other people parent or seeing Right. Well, divorce happen. has contributed to that a lot because yeah. as more and more families have broken up, then the young adults I'm seeing don't necessarily have great role models. Mm-hmm. They don't have a dad around or they don't have a mom around or, you know, it's just been very hard for them to learn the things that maybe yeah. in the past they learned because they had parents and farms and yeah. work and all that yeah. kind of thing. And even if their own family yeah, had issues, they could maybe see it in other families around yeah. them. Yeah, live with extended families. Yeah. 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 This is a huge reason why, like, even within the youth ministry, that we have a few young families where one, one of the uh, couple is a youth leader or both, and we do our youth leader dinners, and we do all kinds of youth events and pastorates and this kind of stuff. And we're always encouraging the spouses to be there and, like, bring your kids to youth. Like, yeah. I, we want our youth to see you be a good dad right in front of them. We want yeah. you to live it out right in front of them. And, you know, you're going to take a kid out one-on-one, take your son with, and, like, show them that, mm. that this is what it's like to be a dad. This is what it's like mm. to be responsible. This is... You know, live it out right in front of them because you, you're right. You're, there's so many kids that don't get to see that no. or don't experience that. The kids love that. My son, Clayton, his 
his youth leader, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he loves watching him and his kid. Totally. <laughs> they have a little climbing wall in his gym yeah. in his garage for their little babies. <laughs> he just thinks it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the thing about discipleship. You're inviting people into your life to yeah. disciple them, right? There's no, there should be really no area that's out of bounds, like share your life with them. So, so what does the Bible have to say about growing up? Yeah. We talked about why it's a problem. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quote a verse. Chapter and verse. Just do it. Oh, that's Nike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have a list. Why don't you read the list and we can add some of our favorites. Um, I mean, generally, there's lots of about the fact that you need to be in the midst of hard times in order to develop perseverance, and perseverance will develop maturity in our lives. And so mm-hmm. maturity is uh, talked about as something that we want to strive towards. Yeah. Something that makes society work better in yeah. our own lives, personally better, and then society. So you have verses like James uh, 1, 2 to 4 that talk about that. And 1 Peter 2 in the 1 Peter sermon series, which I'm going through, it talks about putting these childish ways behind you and growing up into spiritual mm-hmm. maturity, growing up into your salvation. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, which is a chapter that a lot of people think of as just kind of a romantic love chapter, but it's really kind of in the midst of you know, 1 Corinthians 11 and 12 and 14 is talking about issues within the church and people not getting along and not caring for each other. And so Paul at the end of that says, you know, when I was a child, I thought like a child and I acted like a child, but now I've grown up and I put childish ways behind me. We need to treat each other in love and in adult ways because that's the only way our church is going to function. Yeah. If we keep backstabbing each other, if we keep acting immaturely towards each other, yeah, like it's just not going to work. No. If, if we keep putting each other on down we're more important than each other, as kids can do, right? That emotional maturity piece is a huge part of biblical teaching. Oh, yeah. 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 One of my favorite verses is Ephesians 5, 16. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. And I'm often challenged to think, okay, so am I making the best use of the time, or am I frittering away my time? Old oh. word. But uh, <laughs> frittering, yeah. Frittering away. <laughs> Too much on things that are useless or a waste of time. Yeah. Anything you'd want to add? Is that ready? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was looking up, I was just looking up a verse here, but man, these app things sometimes <laughs> take forever. Them. Yeah. Um, practically, too, then, I mean, when you find your verse, jump in. <laughs> Will do. What would you say, practical solutions, uh, uh-huh. if you're a parent, uh, if you're a friend, if you're a spouse, you're dealing with this issue in your life what are practical su- suggestions for well i often tell people, people yeah i often tell people we can't change others we really we have can only change ourselves yeah so there's a few practical things that i tell a lot of moms and wives something that happens in our house is on saturday morning i put a piece of paper on the table and each has a colored zone because there's four of us and i have everybody's chores for the day li- listed in their area and it just needs to be done in the day. I don't nag. I don't talk about it. I don't remind them. I don't say anything. It's just there on the table. You go and do your stuff. And sometimes that's helpful so that we as women don't become this terrible, haranguing, nagging voice. <laughs> we just simply put it on a list or on a post-it note or somewhere where people can see it and just get it done. And everybody works hard. Or put the timer on. 20 minutes of cleaning everybody all involved, tidying up or doing whatever you need to do. And then you can go do some fun things. Video games or jumping on the trampoline or whatever. And then... After a half hour, an hour, come back, do 20 minutes more of work. Mm. And the kids know you're not going to just yeah. tie them to their bedroom. And yeah, it doesn't go on for three or four hours of really hard work necessarily, but it's something where you do participate in the, the chores of the household. 
and then you go back and have some fun together as a family. Yeah. So. I think it's to be it's just to be aware as well of how we are interacting with the people around us who we want to grow up. Like, if you have, there's some women that complain that their spouse acts more like a, their child than their, mm. and I think, well, are you treating them like a child? Like, are you being yep. their mother? Like, are you, you know, or are you asking them advice? Are you expecting them to do the jobs that they're supposed to do? Are you treating them like an adult? Are you giving them this role that you're showing your kids, yes, I respect mm-hmm. my husband. I'm asking his advice. I'm like, so how are you perpetuating that? Yeah. And yeah. it might not be, the way you ch- the way you act might not change somebody um, immediately, but if you continually treat someone like an adult, they're going to hopefully rise to that adult yes. level, right? If you continually treat them like a child and belittle them and make fun of the things they do and roll your eyes when they do stuff or whatever, well, what's the point of that person? Mm-hmm. Not, they don't have any impetus then to try and yeah. be more responsible. Yeah. So well, I would say that if you have a grown child at home that is not is continually living like a perpetual adolescent, come and talk to us. We have a few uh, situations like that that Vic and I have dealt with and are currently dealing with because there might be a need for some boundaries. There might be some need for some little bit stronger action to take place. And so we can guide you on that. Mm-hmm. With young kids, one thing I found is that a lot of, like we talked about earlier, people wanting to shield their kids from pain or failure or disappointment. Um, as hard as it is as a parent is to try and let them walk through that mm-hmm. pain and failure and disappointment. Yeah. And like, especially I remember, you know, hockey tryouts, my sons would go to hockey tryouts and they might not make the team they want. And some of the parents would then, oh, just blame politics or, oh, it's just politics. Mm-hmm. It's just right. And so it gives you an out to blame somebody else rather than say, well, maybe you need to learn how to skate faster. Yeah. <laughs> you can learn how to, yeah. you need like, to put some practice in here. <laughs> yeah. Like let's not take away the person's responsibility for getting to where they want to go. Yeah. Or if there's a hard situation at school with a teacher, maybe try and give your kid the tools to deal with that rather than you coming in as a parent and helicoptering in. It's our sanitized culture, right? We don't want to, in the same way in our faith, we want to sanitize faith. I don't want to hear about hell. I don't want to hear about God's wrath. I don't oh, want to hear about judgment. I don't yep. want to do hear about yeah. Involves a little bit of work. work. It's just too hard. I wanna, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do any of those things. Yeah. I just want a nice hand sanitizer Christianity, a nice hand yeah. sanitizer life. Like, oh, don't worry about it. It's gonna be okay. Bubble yeah. bubble wrap kids, right? It's yeah. kind of what they talk about, but um, a huge like one for what I see with teenagers and and some of that entitlement too is just you know I, I see kids that are like oh, yeah, well, I need to get a job or I want to get a job, but um, I don't want, like, a fast food job. I, mm. Like, I want to work at a really nice, like, I probably want to get a job at Starbucks or <laughs> yeah. I want to get a job at a coffee shop or, and it's like, get yeah. a job at McDonald's. Put like, your, time, put your, time, <laughs> yeah, put your yeah. time in. Yeah, or even just like, oh, but that's only a minimum wage job. Hello, everyone <laughs> needs to do a minimum wage job. You yeah. need to do that. Like, there would be, I think, personally, I would have a requirement of my child doing <laughs> a minimum wage job or even um, a young kid I was talking to the other day who's sort of like, almost like I'd say, you know, you just need a summer job, not even like a full. And I was like, you need to go pick berries. Like, what? Yeah. Is, oh. It used to be an absurd right. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, right. Right. right? Right. The Abbotsford rite of passage. There I needs to be more teenagers Abbotsford. picking berries in Abbotsford. Stains on their Seriously. Abbotsford you need to live s- with my aunt and uncle to yep. pick berries in summer. You need to sit on a bucket. Here, <laughs> oh. you, got, you got a kid with entitlement problems picking berries. berries. <laughs> Seriously, put them out there on an upside-down bucket 
picking berries. Oh. Actually, any kind of retail job, too, because I remember, like, endless folding, you know, and then you'd start to freak out when people come to the store and unfold things. Like, no, I have to fold see, that up. See, but there's, even that, there's something about putting on that ugly pleated McDonald's pants <laughs> and sliding around that grease-ridden, like, ugly oh, yeah, shoes and ugly, yeah. totally humbling, right? Like, you see these oh, kids just, like, kids oh. dropping for their shoes to work at McDonald's. Like, Jessica's face was just horror. Like, <laughs> I have to wear those? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's so what we're talking about. Yeah. Those, and don't, don't, that's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> that is a healthy thing. How many hours they had to work to buy this particular item. Oh, oh yeah. Because you have to work a lot of hours for, you know, certain things like a Starbucks coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of a sudden they realize Two that's hours of work. more of a treat than I. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it also comes back to just to add on, on the practical side of things and what to do about it. What we had done a podcast on, you know, telling the truth in love and speaking yeah. the truth in love. And that that's a huge part of this. If, if you have friends, so if you're, you know, a young adult or and you have friends who are sort of listing around in this perpetual adolescence, man up, <laughs> woman up and, and take them out for coffee and speak the truth in love and yeah. say, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I love you, but like you're you're living like you're yeah, 13 or 14 like what's you, yeah not good for your family not good yeah family. and and through encouragement like mm, you yeah. can do you can do more you can yeah. do more don't be afraid to fail it's okay like mm -hmm. still gonna be your friend if you do like yeah yeah speak the truth in love to a how brother about, or sister how about to ourselves we've got the good oh. for your pointing <laughs> <laughs> oh. how do we challenge ourselves in this yeah I know, I know for me the biggest thing is always how am I going to deal with conflict, right? Um, relational issues and stuff. Like, what level of maturity am I expecting of myself yeah. in this? Because you, you want to just cry and manipulate and, right? Yep. Take some of those behaviors that have worked for us in the past. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, challenging myself to, okay, how can I work through, walk through this as an adult? Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. say sorry and when we've messed up. Yeah. To admit when we've gone wrong. To, you know, to change. Yeah. I think it's a huge part is like noticing the people around you too, and if the people around you are sort of like giving you the like, <laughs> the look like come on, like really, what are you doing? And and your response is, oh, you're just no fun, <laughs> or like oh, you just you just don't you know you don't enjoy life. You're you're too responsible. You're too mature. If that's your response, if that's my response to something, I have to watch myself and <laughs> be like oh. Maybe, Maybe I need I'm to, bit, yeah. yeah. And mine's just like, mine would probably be like one of the areas for me would probably be even just like, you know, well, what time did you go to bed last night? Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, with, with no children responsibility in my life or no, like some of those like sort of times of things that, that force me to, to do yeah. that. It's like me. And then it's like, oh, I'm so tired. Or I'm so like, and then friends are like, well, what time did you go to bed? <laughs> I don't know, like two, or like it's like you should probably be a little bit more responsible. Like you're an adult. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. At least during your working week. Yeah. 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 Or just like, and just, and I know other people too, like guys who are like they just don't have a video game console at their house, dads and stuff, because they know that that's a temptation for them to like, yeah. boom, kind of cone into that yeah. non-responsible, you know. But then there's guys that have it. And they use it properly, right? They're like, in the same way that once the kids are in bed, they'd read a book, they'd play some games. Yeah. So it's that, yeah, you know, self-awareness, yeah, self recognition yeah, of recognition. what the areas are in your own life. Yeah. yeah. And if you mess up, you say, sorry, Lord, and you keep going. You yeah. Try again. 
because we will mess up. Yeah. Because we're all selfish and we yeah. want to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But why don't we end by praying for our listeners and for ourselves? Haley, would you mind doing that? Sure. Okay. Lord, this is a tough issue for all of us, and we know where we struggle. So, mm-hmm. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to turn to you with our difficulties and our problems. Help us to repent when necessary. Help us to admit where we're wrong. Help us, Lord, to grow up. And I pray too that we would um, help uh, that you would help us to train the people around us in a kind, compassionate, loving way, not a not a difficult way. Thank you, Lord, for your continued compassion on us when we mess up. And I pray that we'll always run to you. Amen. 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 Thanks for coming in. See you next time. <laughs>